Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. Man, y'all, I am in a good mood. I'm in a good mood because number one, I got this fancy new podcast microphone. My other one was a little bit on the fritz. So fingers crossed, I'm hoping y'all can hear me nice and crisply. I'm coming to you not live. As I'm recording this, it feels live, but it's not. From the Farm Bureau storage room that I have turned into my temporary office and podcast studio. And I have had big, bold intentions of like really making this a legit studio, making it echo-proof, having a fancy chair that I find at a yard sale or a thrift store because that is totally my jam. And um, we just haven't got there yet, but that's okay. A girl can still dream. And I'm sure I'm not the only one listening to this that has you know a lot of ideas on her maybe one day list. And um, converting this to a podcast studio space is a the maybe one day list, but stay tuned for that. This is actually a really, really exciting week for me. As I'm recording this, I am getting ready to head to Fort Worth, Texas this week. And actually, I should back up. I was supposed to be getting on a plane and going to the Dominican Republic with my husband, actually, not going to Texas. And no, don't worry, nothing happened with me and my husband. We are still very happily married. Um, but he's actually going to go to the Dominican Republic without me. And here's why. So one of his very good friends from high school is getting married, and I have really wanted to take this year of our life and our marriage just travel more than we normally would in a given year. And so when the opportunity came up to go to the Dominican Republic for a wedding, first of all, I love weddings, and if you want to throw it in the Caribbean at an all-inclusive resort, sign me up. I've never been to the Dominican Republic, and I was so excited. We booked all of our tickets, and then... I heard that I was chosen as one of the honorees for this year's Cowgirl Magazine's Top 30 Under 30. And it just so happened that all the events, the gala, and all the networking opportunities happened to fall on the exact same weekend as our friend's wedding. And I sat on that decision for weeks thinking, do I go to the wedding? I mean, what a a hard decision to have to pick to go to an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean But will I be so sad that I missed out on the opportunities in Texas? Or do I go to Texas and be so sad I'm missing out on the opportunity with my husband? And what I decided is I will never be under 30 again. And I'll never have a chance to have this this honor again. And I made the really tough decision to stay back and go to the Cowgirl 30 Under 30 event. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. And my husband is just still going to have just the best time ever with all of his friends from high school. But you know he's gonna he's gonna have to go solo, and instead I am taking my mom as my date to Fort Worth, Texas. Now I wanted to record this podcast before I go to Cowgirl Thirty Under Thirty, and I'd love to revisit it when I get back because I noticed as I prepare for this event, lots of feelings coming up, namely feelings of imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt that feeling of imposter syndrome? It's just you know some of those feelings sneaking in saying, do you even deserve this award? They asked you to speak. Do they know? Are you actually worthy enough for that honor? Voices like that have been sneaking up into my head. While I know they aren't true, I also know that I'm not the only one that has experienced feelings like this. So today, I kind of want to dig into these feelings of imposter syndrome, where it comes from, ways that we can overcome it, and also just as a way for me to kind of talk through these feelings before I get on stage and have the opportunity to attend this event. So let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. 
Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. Imposter syndrome. Man, that little turd of a thing. (laughs) I'm so eloquent with my words, aren't I? Now, what is imposter syndrome? I have a feeling that probably a lot of you listening are familiar with it, whether you know what it is or whether you just very personally understand the way that it feels. But one of the ways you can think about imposter syndrome is it's this psychological occurrence when a person doubts their skills, their talents, their accomplishments, and has this persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Have you ever felt that way? You know, when I think back Throughout my life, I can pinpoint different seasons of life or times when I have felt this way and it continues to sneak up. And now I'm just very familiar with what it looks like and what it feels like. And being able to name what it is really helps me overcome it. You know, another way I would describe how imposter syndrome feels is sometimes it feels like, you know, let's say that something really incredible happens. Let's say you get an award or a promotion or an opportunity falls in your lap, or I shouldn't say falls in your lap. Maybe you just assume that it fell into your lap. And sometimes when we are stuck in this feeling of imposter syndrome, it's kind of like we find ourselves crediting good luck or just great timing for that achievement, that opportunity, and we completely write off our merits and have this fear that other people eventually are going to catch on that it was just good luck, that it was just good timing, that we don't actually deserve the thing that we've achieved or the opportunity that we've been given. And so sometimes we find ourselves, I don't know if gaslighting is the right word, but we kind of doubt that we even deserve the things that have been afforded to us. And I think it's really important that we get curious about this feeling, question these doubts, and also kind of identify when they come up and how we can navigate them. I want to take you back a little bit because when I think about imposter syndrome, I know that for me, it has come up a lot when it comes to professional or career-focused opportunities. Now, when I get really honest with myself and I think back, it hasn't always just been something I felt in my career. I was recently on a call with our producer for Backroad Cowgirls. Y'all, I felt so fancy that I say that. Like, just got off a call with my producer. You can't see me, but I just hair flipped. It felt appropriate for that statement. But anyways, I was on a call with my producer, Jeremy, and we were doing um, a background call. You know, I, I don't know Jeremy very well yet, and so we wanted to get to understand me and my story a little bit more as we embark on creating this TV show project together. And as I was, I was getting curious and like really introspective, and I was thinking back to my role in the Western agriculture industry, culture, lifestyle in general. And when I think back to my childhood, and not even just my childhood, even it still comes with me today, I have felt like an imposter inside of my family in a big way, multiple times throughout my lifetime. So for those of you that maybe aren't as familiar with my childhood, I grew up on a cattle ranch in very rural California. I am the sixth generation. My nieces are now the seventh. And so I grew up like, honestly, it looks like a John Wayne movie, like expansive pastures and rangeland, cattle, not a lot of trees, you know, cowboys horseback, tumbleweeds blowing in the wind, like classic John Wayne vibes. Okay. Now, My family has also been really, really involved in rodeo, my extended family for the most part. 
you know, I have multiple uncles and cousins that have competed in at the NFR, which is the National Finals Rodeo, which is kind of like the Super Bowl of the rodeo world. And my family has been a, a fairly prominent family inside of the rodeo industry. Now, I say my family, and I mean my extended family, because my immediate family, we didn't really do the the horse thing as much growing up. We didn't really do the rodeo thing as much growing up. My dad, when he was in high school, he had a sour horse that made him just be like, you know what? To heck with this. Screw horses. I like things that are mechanical more than riding something that has a mind of its own. And so my dad really at a young age kind of shifted away from the the horse rodeo lifestyle. And he went towards the mechanic tractors, ATVs, four-wheelers kind of a lifestyle. And so when we grew up, when we were helping our family gather cattle, a lot of times we were on motorcycles or four-wheelers or side-by-sides. And so while I am familiar with horses, I've ridden horses plenty of times, this feeling of imposter syndrome comes up because if you asked me right now to go and saddle a horse, I would not feel comfortable doing that without somebody more experienced than me checking to make sure that I did it right. I can't tell you the name of every part of a saddle, what it's actually called. I don't know all the details that you need to know about horses. You know, I if someone asked me right now what our vaccination protocol was on our cattle or all these details about what the family does with the ranch with the cattle right now, I wouldn't know the answers. And I have this feeling of imposter syndrome about it. And I think underlying that is this feeling of shame of, oh my gosh, am I even allowed to call myself a cattle rancher? If I don't know these things, is someone going to find out that I'm a fraud and I actually don't belong in this industry that I was raised in, which is really silly to think about, but also so valid at the same time. You know, I remember growing up and thinking, where do I fit? Where do I fit in this family? And I actually did, there's an upcoming episode on Backroad Cowgirls. We did an interview with my grandpa before he passed away. And I'm so, so grateful that we did. And One of the things I asked him was, Grandpa, you know, I struggled so much in my childhood wondering where I fit in this family. You know, I loved growing up in production ag, but I didn't think that I'd actually, you know, continue to be a full time rancher. While I liked riding horses, like, it didn't feel like horses and rodeo was really the path for me. And I felt like I was always doing this dance in my childhood of trying to figure out where, where do I fit in this place? And I want to come back to that feeling of where do I fit in? Because I think it's an important conversation when it comes to talking about imposter syndrome and really more than anything, finding out where we belong more than where we fit in. And so it's interesting to notice the places and spaces that these feelings come up. And I know that I even felt that way in my family. And I think that I've I think a lot of us kind of struggle with this, whether it's with our family dynamic, whether it's with a friend group, whether it's in school, whether it's in a job or a career, we're kind of questioning where do we fit? Do we actually belong in this space? Is someone going to find out that we actually don't know as much as they might think that we do? And I think that was a big fear of mine. You know, even now as a, a professional in my career, when I introduce myself, when I get on stage or when I'm on a podcast, I always say I'm a California cattle rancher turned life coach and motivational speaker. And that's true. And then I have this this fear still beneath that, like a layer beneath that says, are you really a rancher though? Most of your time is actually spent behind a computer screen. Most of your time is spent traveling. You don't actually ranch anymore. And it's this feeling of, am I allowed to use that title? Am I allowed to call myself that? And I've really struggled with that. And you know, I've gotten to a place where I do believe that, yes, I can. Yes, I do. Yes, that's true. And ranchers come in all kinds of kinds. And while it might not be my full-time day job now, I absolutely do feel like I earned that title 
growing up in it with my family. Let me know if any of this sounds familiar. You want to start a garden this year, but you're overwhelmed because you don't know where to start. You know there are specific soil requirements, planning times, and so many other things that leave you feeling lost. You've thought about starting your own garden a thousand times, but the fear of messing up just holds you back. Or maybe you even tried to start your own garden at one point, but let's just say it was a train wreck and did not go well. Well, friends, my dear friend, Allie Kelly's Gardening 101 course will help you with all of that. In her course, you'll work through four modules that will walk you through designing a custom garden for your area, detail out what to plant and when, and give you everything you need to know about growing productive and healthy plants. And she'll even teach you how to harvest and store what you grow. You'll also get course worksheets, photo examples, and bonuses to further ensure your success. If this is the year that you finally go for it and plant the garden, do yourself a favor and sign up for Allie's Gardening 101 course. Linked below in the show notes. But now shifting gears back to the cowgirl 30 under 30, as I get ready to head to Fort Worth, I'm noticing some of those feelings slip in again. You know, I do feel deep down like I deserve the honor of being among these honorees. And the editor of Cowgirl Magazine was actually so gracious enough to ask me to be a motivational speaker for one of our breakouts for one of the events. And I'm so I'm so excited. But I had those feelings pop up of why me? Did I just get lucky that I had the right timing of this? Do I really deserve to be this voice on that stage? More of those feelings of imposter syndrome snuck in. You know, I did a little digging on imposter syndrome and what it is and where it comes from. And some of the research kind of shows that we might develop imposter feelings starting in our youth. And here are just some examples that they share. You know, you might develop it if your parents pressured you to do really well in school, if they compared you to your siblings, or if your parents were controlling or overprotective, if they emphasized your natural intelligence, or if they sharply criticized your mistakes. And when I think back to my childhood, I have I have just the world's greatest parents. I mean, I'm bringing my mom as my date this week. She's truly the best, and my dad is so wonderful. And I, I don't think they ever necessarily pressured me so much, or maybe I was more self-pressured than anything. I do think that when I was young, though, I was praised for how smart I was. And I was praised for how funny I was and how outgoing I was. And sometimes I wonder those things that I was praised for in my youth, if I feel this pressure in my adulthood that I have to continue to measure up to that. And I always have this fear of, am I going to fall short? And I think sometimes that kind of seeps into these feelings that I have now. You know, when I think about those those feelings of imposter syndrome when they when they pop up, I think for me, I think it's important to first be able to just acknowledge it. So I want to talk about how we can kind of overcome those feelings of imposter syndrome and self-doubt when they pop up. First is acknowledging the feelings, right? I know a lot of times we try to will away our uncomfortable emotions and feelings, and that doesn't always work so much. And so instead, I just invite you to welcome and acknowledge those feelings in. Like, huh, interesting. Kaya, you're going to um, speak on stage this week and you get to go and you know get this award. I'm noticing that I'm feeling a little bit of the imposter syndrome coming up. I'm noticing a fear of measuring up to the honor. I'm noticing this fear of what if they found out that I don't actually have it all together like they might think that I do, that maybe I'm not as qualified as they think that I am. I'm just going to acknowledge and notice that those feelings are present 
before I ever try to will them away. Let's just like welcome them in with compassionate curiosity. That's step one, just recognizing that they're there. The second thing that we can do to really help us overcome these feelings when they come up is really making sure that we have built strong connections and community for ourselves. An example of that for me is I feel very, very grateful that I have some close-knit friends and that I specifically have some really close-knit friends within the entrepreneurial space that kind of understand um, what I do professionally and where I'm at in my business and in my career. I actually have a Marco Polo group chat for those of you that aren't familiar with the app. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie app, but you can actually see each other's faces, if that makes sense. It's one of my favorite ways to communicate. And we have this uh, Marco Polo group chat with a few of my fellow entrepreneur friends. And we talk on it all the time. And we talk about our personal life and our professional life and the things we're getting ready to launch and our offers. And um, we know so much about each other's life, but I think it's important to have people that you can that can be a mirror to you, that can show you what's true when your brain is full of self-doubt. I can get on that Marco Polo chat right now and I can tell my friends and say, hey, I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm feeling a little bit afraid that I don't actually deserve this. I'm feeling, you know, and I can just tell them how I'm feeling and I can know with confidence that my friends are going to show up and be like, hey, it's okay that you feel that way, but this is what I know to be true. And having those strong connections and that community that can support you and be that honest mirror to you in the moments of self-doubt is huge when it comes to overcoming imposter syndrome when it pops up. The third thing I would say is it's important to challenge your doubts. Listen, humans have about sixty to 70,000 thoughts a day. Odds are not all those thoughts are great and for sure not all those thoughts are true. And so I think being curious about the thoughts that are rolling through your mind is so, so important and be quick to question them. When those doubts come in, instead of holding them close to you as truth and letting them, oh, I'm feeling this doubt, this must mean that it's true, say, oh, I'm noticing this doubt. Where does that coming from? Why am I maybe feeling that way? Challenge those doubts as they arise. You know, one of the ways that has been really, really helpful for me to challenge doubts is to recognize that every time I am experiencing growth, my brain is trying to stop me. So when I feel those feelings of imposter syndrome pop up, instead of allowing it to mean that I'm not actually meant for this, I let that imposter syndrome become a signal of growth be a reminder to me that this is the beginning of stepping into a new identity and that is uncomfortable because it is new. I think imposter syndrome is a tool kind of like fear that pops up to keep us safe, right? Like really deep down at our primal level, our brain's job is just to help us survive. And the way it's trying to help us survive is to try to keep us safe from danger. And The thing about that is, is that what is familiar feels more safe than the unknown. So when it comes to stepping into a different version of us or receiving an honor, stepping into a promotion, whatever that change is, I think that it is normal and natural for our brain to suddenly fire off all of these thoughts of self-doubt because it is trying to keep you safe. But when you notice that, I want you to also notice that those fears and that imposter syndrome is also the thing that is trying to keep you small. So how can we acknowledge and welcome those feelings like, hey, okay, I see you imposter syndrome. This feels familiar. I know what this sounds like. I'm noticing this is coming up because of where I'm at or where I'm going. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. 
However, I am safe and I'm going to choose to question these doubts and step into who I'm meant to be anyways. I think that we spend so much time and energy trying to wrestle with our brain and wrestle with our thoughts and feel this this angry pull between, oh, I feel this way. I hate that I feel this way. Instead of just saying like, hey, welcome. Everyone has a seat at the table. And when I say everyone, I'm like, I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing this conference room table probably because I'm looking at a conference room table, okay? I'm picturing this conference room table inside of your brain, okay? And everybody has a seat at this conference room table. Your self-confidence has a seat. Your imposter syndrome has a seat. Your self-doubt has a seat. Your fearful version has a seat. Your excited version has a seat. All parts of you have a seat at this conference room table, okay? They all get to have a say, right? These are the sixty to 70,000 thoughts that are running through your mind. However, you you get to be the CEO at that conference room table and you get to listen to what everyone has to say. But at the end of that meeting, you get to decide what you're going to do. And instead of having a meeting where you're angry and you're shutting people out, how can you say, okay, we're going to just have a chat. What does everyone have to say? Okay, great. Imposter syndrome. Okay, I hear you. Awesome. Self-confidence. Heck yeah. Love that energy. All right, over here, fear. What do you got to say? How can you listen to these things and then make a decision from there? Instead of feeling like you have to wrestle with all of these different parts of you, all these different feelings, how can you just be someone that's noticing it and is aware of it without having to give any of it too much of your energy? And then you can make a decision. I have no idea if that comparison made any sense because I just pulled that out of my ass. (laughs) It just came to me. I guess you should say it that way. I'm really speaking so eloquently today on this podcast. But I just think that challenging your doubts is important. Okay. Don't believe every thought is true. You can acknowledge the thought without giving it your time and energy. And the last thing to help you overcome imposter syndrome, and this is one that, you know, full transparency, I continue to struggle with is to stop comparing yourself. So much of these feelings of being an imposter or not, not belonging in this space or not fitting in in this space, I think really stems from the way that we compare ourselves to other people. And I think that the more that we can minimize that comparison and just acknowledge who we are, where we're at, is going to be so, so helpful for us to quiet those voices of imposter syndrome when it comes in. You know, thinking back to the conversation I had with my grandpa before he passed about, gosh, grandpa, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in in this family? I think I spent a lot of my life trying to fit in, whether it was trying to fit into the family whether it was trying to fit in at school, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to know all the songs that all the other kids knew. I wanted to know all the movies and the shows that other kids knew so I could also talk to them about it. I also wanted to fit in physically because when I was younger, I I existed in a larger body and I wanted so desperately just to look like all the other kids, all the other girls so I could fit in. I wanted so desperately to fit in in elementary school, in high school, in college. I think that so much of my life was spent asking myself, okay, how can I how can I fit myself to fit this mold of these people? And, you know, a little side tangent here, but as an Enneagram 3 for any of you that are familiar with the Enneagram, Enneagram 3s are really good about walking into a room, reading the room, reading the crowd and knowing who they need to be in order to be the most successful in that space. And that skill set has served me really well in my life in a lot of ways. You know, it helps me as a, as a speaker. I can get on stage and read the crowd and kind of use that to gauge how I can connect with them. It is one of my superpowers, but I also recognize that the desire to fit in and be someone that is going to be most successful in that situation 
has also created a lot of disconnect between who I really am separate from what other people think of me. If I wasn't spending all of my time and energy trying to fit in with other people, who would I be separate from them? Brene Brown, who I love so much, for any of you that have been here for any amount of time, you would know that. But in one of her books, Brene Brown says that the opposite of fitting in is belonging. I'm going to say that one more time because the first time I heard it, it just really hit me. The opposite of fitting in is belonging. And when I think about that, and I look back at my younger self spending so much energy trying to fit in, I never, ever, ever gave myself the opportunity to truly belong because I was trying to morph myself into somebody that would fit in with other people instead of becoming exactly who I was and becoming more of myself and belonging in the spaces that were meant for me. Instead of trying to fit in, find the spaces in which you belong. And if those spaces do not exist, you get to create them. When I talked to my grandpa about this, it kind of hit me. I didn't fit in with my family, but I belonged there. And everything from my childhood that I you know, learned and absorbed growing up on a ranch is absolutely a part of me. However, I am my own person. I am my own version of myself. And I belong in my family in my own way. I created a table where I could sit with confidence and I could take the pieces and the different parts of me and be exactly who I was instead of having to feel this need to morph into who I thought I needed to be. And I think that's how we really overcome imposter syndrome is by really learning who we are separate from everything else. So as I notice these feelings come up for me this week before I head to Fort Worth, I am allowing that imposter syndrome to again be a signal of growth, allowing that fear and self-doubt of, oh my gosh, am I going to wear the right thing? Am I going to say the right things when I get on stage? Am I going to fit in with the other honorees? And am I going to be able to connect really well with all the sponsors from all these incredible Western businesses that I just love and admire so, so much? Am I going to fit in? No. And that's not the point. But I will belong as long as I continue to belong to myself, as long as I acknowledge who I truly am and allow that person to show up this week. That's my goal. And I think my other goal, you know, Ken, the editor of of Cowgirl Magazine, invited me to be a motivational speaker. And it feels like a lot of pressure. And I, I do get a little nervous before I talk, but, you know, now I've been a professional public speaker for so long that it really just does feel like natural to me. But I feel a little extra pressure because I am one of these honorees. And what I really want them to feel when I get off the stage or while I'm on stage is I want them to see themselves in my story. And I want them to recognize that there is nothing about me that is special and more deserving of being on that stage than them. That we all have such an incredible story to share, that we all are worthy of love and belonging exactly as we are. And I want them to leave feeling just more on fire for their life. And I think the way that I'm going to do that, the way that I always like to do that is by allowing my own humanness to be seen and acknowledging the humanness that they feel too. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I talk about the feelings of imposter syndrome, because I know it's so easy to assume that other people got it figured out, that other people don't struggle, 
at all different levels, we all struggle. And I continue to, not because I haven't figured it out yet, not because I'm broken, not because I have something wrong with me, but because I'm a human and the rest of my life until the day I die, I will just continue to be learning and figuring it out. And you and me, my dear sweet listener, we are figuring it out together. And I think one of my other big intentions this week when I get on this stage and when I get to meet these people for the top 30 under 30 honor is I really want to be able to use my voice and my platform to speak up for those that maybe haven't felt like they belonged, especially within the Western industry. Who would little Kaya want to hear on that stage? Maybe my keynote talk this week is for her. Thinking back to 12-year-old Kaya walking through her local farm supply store in the fashion department, looking at all the pretty clothes, all the pretty jeans with all the rhinestone studs. You know the ones I'm talking about. Looking at the jewelry, wanting to be a real cowgirl, wanting to fit in with the other cowgirls. And also that little girl who struggled to find clothes that fit her. (laughs) It's hard to feel like you belong when there aren't clothes that fit you, when there aren't spaces that are inclusive for you. And one of my missions being a leader within this industry, one of my missions in having a voice this week, I'm so, so honored at the Cowgirl 30 Under 30 event and getting to connect with all these incredible Western brands that I love so much is I want to be an advocate for little Kaya. And I want to be a voice for size inclusivity in the Western fashion space because fashion has a long way to go. And I want everyone to feel like they can belong. And they've got to be able to sometimes fit into the clothes to feel like they belong. And we aren't meant to fit into clothes. Clothes are meant to fit us. And I want every woman to be able to walk into a store and be able to find something that helps represent them and their personality that they feel comfortable and confident in. I want everyone to feel like they belong here in this space because you do. It's going to be a big week, you guys. It's going to be a big, big week. So this is what I'm doing next. I've acknowledged the feelings of fear of self-doubt pop up this week as I prepare to head off to this really, really cool event with my mom. I have talked about it out loud here on the podcast with you, my sweet friends. Thanks for listening. And I've also talked with my friends and my family about it, and I've let them tell me what's true. And I've challenged those doubts and recognized that I am so honored and so proud of all the hard work that I've done to get to this space, to deserve this honor to deserve the opportunity to take the mic and take the stage and pour into every other woman that's at this event. And I don't need to compare myself to any of them because that's not the point. The point isn't to fit in with them. The point is to belong first to myself. And when I allow myself to be more of me, only then will I find the people and places that I'm meant for. And I hope that's true for you too, my sweet friend. So in the meantime, wish me luck tune in online on social media to see all the behind the scenes action. It's going to be so, so much fun. And I can't wait to take you along for the ride. Love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.